Welcome back to another episode of Breaking the Huddle. I'm your host, Eric McNeil, and today we have all-pro specialist, New England Patriots, artist and music producer, Mr. Marcus Jones. Welcome for welcome to the podcast, my man. How we doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm just happy to be here. So excited that you decided to, you know, have me on the show. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, well, we're excited to have you. I mean, you came into the league and just took over, bro. Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, with my situation, my situation was a little different off the fact of uh, whenever I first came in, you know, I was keeping my head down and everything. That was my main focus is trying to be consistent. So my role went from, um, you know, not a lot to building up as the season went on. And I was just making sure that my head was – in the right place, whether that's, you know, knowing what formations look like, uh, knowing what that, what I need to do on all three phases and just building on from there. But I just made sure that if the team was winning, you know, I was cool with it. But if I'm involved with the team, <laughs> however we can get this W is, is the main thing. That was the main goal. So That's facts, man. Coming in and making sure that the team wins. Because there's a lot of, like, the, the right word's not pride, but there's a lot of that, like, I don't know the right word for it. Maybe it's an ego, a little bit of a pride, but not in a, in a negative negative way. But like you want to contribute as much as humanly possible. You want to be in there every single down. You want to be making the plays. But sometimes that's not your calling. Sometimes it's, hey, you need to execute X, Y, and Z, and that's it, right? Like if you think, I mean, bro, like you're, you're playing corner, and let's say the safety messes up a route or like a, a coverage, you can't go get his role. If he messed up, you can't go because then you're exposed. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like you got to stick to what you're good at and what your role is or, you know, all hell's going to break loose. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, well, cool, man. So one thing I want to know is tell us a little bit about your story. Like, why are you the way you are? What put you in the opportunity to be able to come out, come, you know, get picked up by the Patriots and excel in a way that you did. I mean, all pro as a rookie. I mean, you, you did all the things, right? So just give us a little bit of background. It's kind of who you are um, and what got you into the position you're in. Yeah, so um, my full name, first off, is Marcus Elliott Jones. So definitely wanted to put that out there. Uh, basically, my father was in the military. Um, he did like 30 plus years in the military. So uh, I got to see a lot of the world in the U.S. I didn't travel outside. My dad did, but... Uh, <laughs> I ended up moving a lot and seeing different cultures from up north to, you know, around the Tennessee, Kentucky area, then even down south. So I was originally born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, lived most of my life in Alabama. And all through of being a youngin, um, I played every sport that you could think of. Like my, my mom and dad was like, hey, you're going to be outside the house. So <laughs> we're going to keep you ripping and running and everything. But uh, my parents also got to exercise out of it, too, because we're traveling all over the place on the weekends and things of that nature, but they loved it. And um, I'm happy that I got to be involved into a lot of sports. Then um, ended up going to Enterprise High School. Like I said, I played basketball, ran track, football. And my situation was, um, of course, I wasn't the biggest guy. You know, I'm 5'8", you know, around in high school, like 5'8", like 160, like barely <laughs> getting 160. So I uh, wasn't really getting the looks of as, you know, the – prototypical, you know, big type people, you know, everything. So the main thing that I was always pride myself that my dad taught me as well was um, controlling what you can't control. And I live by that 
that motto to this day because there's things in life that you're not going to be able to control, whether that's, uh, you know, your playing time or, you know, how things are scheduled, uh, vacation time in the off season. You know, it's, it's certain things to where you have to wait until stuff get done. And then next thing you know, you go up on, you know, that your reasoning and everything. But um, after that, I ended up going to Troy University, uh, got an offer there. So it was a blessing to go there. It was like 30 minutes from my hometown. So my parents got to come up to the games and everything and did two years there. And then I ended up transferring to the University of Houston. So that was in 2019. And what's crazy is the one-time transfer rule wasn't in effect yet. So 2019, I had to sit out. But oh, yeah, yeah, my situation of how I wanted to do it, I knew 2019 I was going to sit out. So whenever situations come about, it's all about your mindset and how you approach it. Because 2019, I could have easily, honestly, like just sat back, you know, been selfish, you know, be like, oh, I could have did this. I could have did that. But I took that year as a a growing phase of getting ahead in school, um, building relationships in the city of Houston, uh, working on my techniques, because I'm going from uh, the Sun Belt to the American Conference. So, you know, the competition is you know, better up there. So just seeing the techniques of how stuff go in, learning the playbook as well. So that off season helped me learn a lot of different positions because I played a lot of positions in high school and I played a lot of positions at Troy University before. So my mindset was just making sure that I know what to do and how to do it. And as that came on, played 2020, uh, my first game of the season, like wasn't the best. We was playing Tulane and we were at home and I had like two fumbles and... It was just one of those situations. I was like, man, you know, um, it was like kind of like knocking off the rust type of game. And I was like, I'm not going to let that, you know, set me back, you know. (laughs) How how do you bounce back from that? Like you just went through this big transition. You sat out. All the lights are on. You're in the bigger division. It's like fumble. All right, I'm going to get it right. Fumble. (laughs) Like how do you get back? So I might – the position that we play, well, I play in general is defensive back. So you have to have a level head. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. You just got to be consistent. You know, there's going to be ups and downs. Like It's going to happen. However, it's all about what you're going to do after. Like, you can be in a situation to you get caught the ball on and you still worry about that last play. Next, you know, they get another catch. Like, it's one of those flush it down the toilet effect. Like, right when it happened, okay, I'm done with that. I'm on to the next thing and keep playing because if you stay – worried about the play that you got caught on. It's going to be a long night, especially playing defensive back. So uh, that was my mindset of I had like two fumbles that game. And I was like, oh, man, like, let me let me make sure I work on the techniques of holding the ball tight, you know, small little things like that. And then just growing on from there and just taking my 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 L's and using them as lessons instead of just losses. So that's that's a big thing as well. L's lessons instead of losses. Dude, that's huge. I love that. I uh, I had my I hadn't ever seen it that way. I I started saying I whenever I take L's they come with V's now. You feel me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went we went through the trenches, but now we're winning, right? But no, man, I, I like what you said. Controlling what you can control, right? And it's kind of like that. Net, um, that's one thing you said that your dad taught you, and that's something that I also live by. Um, like a lot of people know my story where um, I got laid off at one point, and like, bro, that was like it was so shocking because I was so good at my job, but they just didn't need that role anymore. And so when they go to like lay you off and I, yo, you got like 30 days to find a new job. I was like, man, I got a family. Like, how am I supposed to like figure this out? 
but it's, I can only control what I can control. You know what I mean? And that's where I went all in on like my entrepreneurship journey where I was like, bro, like, why am I going to tie myself down to a corporate or a corporation when I can go flourish? Cause I know what I'm about. Right. Um, one thing you talked about was kind of that next play mentality, like flush it down. Um, I think that is also super relevant in life, bro. We get bad days daily. You know what I mean? Like, even I wake up and I'll have a headache. I try to go to the gym and I'm like, bro, like the I, my headphones are dead. I don't have pre-workout. It's like, I got to listen to j- recreational gym music. Like this ain't it. But it's like, you just move on. Like what's next? Like even if you have to go through the motions. So do you ever feel that like on the football field, like sometimes there just might be a day, maybe not in a game. I don't know if that's the same, but even in practice where like, you know, the intensity has to be there and you're just not feeling it. Like, how do you go about knowing that you have teammates counting on you? How do you go in there? Like, if you're not having that day, you're not in the right mindset. Like, how do you like flip a switch? Can you? Yeah. So the the thing that I love about the game of football so much is that you can't win games with just one person. You know, it's a whole team effort. So you just seeing your teammates working hard can end up having a click of a switch like that. You know, you wake up in the morning. Sometimes, you know, people end up having those days of, oh, man, you know, I didn't get good, great sleep last night. However, you see your teammate working hard and you want to match that intensity. And then just like that, you're you're back to, oh, I love this game. And, you know, it's just different variations because people don't understand, like, we, we work 24-7. Like, it's half the year. You're not really seeing your family as much. And it's just one of those situations to where you got to make sure you keep your head down. However, like, talk to your teammates because mental health is a, is a big thing because some people, you know, think that, oh, okay, you'll be all right. But it's all about the part of having your friends and your teammates talking to people and things like that that can encourage you to better yourself just by seeing your teammate doing a small little exercise or something. And you're like, oh, man, I want to be involved in that. And peer pressure is the greatest thing and also can be the worst thing at the same time <laughs> in this world. You know what I mean? So, uh peer pressure in the sense of, hey, bro, like, I want to see you be great. Like, come on. Those small little words can end up having somebody change their whole day. So. I want to see you be great. Have you ever been in a situation where you want to push somebody that doesn't want to get pushed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the time. Uh, <laughs> it's just different situations. You know, um, people have told me I'm one of those people to where I want to see people be great in anything that they do. Like, I'm, I'm not a specific way of only because football, I want to see people be great. I want to see you be great in life. I want to see you be great with decision making. I want to see you be great as a father, you know, just different things and factors like that, because everybody role isn't the same and football doesn't run the world. You know, there's other things that that you definitely have to know. And um, I'm just one of those people. I never feel like I know everything. I'm always trying to learn 24 seven. And uh, I've had situations to where we're having a private workout with me and one of my buddies and everything. And uh, he actually told me and he was like, hey, bro, like seeing you work out and me working out with you, like make me better myself. Like it makes me want to be more than what I was yesterday. And it's just taking it one day at a time. Some people worry about the future a little bit too much. You know, you can have your strategy to the future. However, what are your steps to it? You got to go day by day. You can't go one week on Monday. Next thing you know, you on to the next Tuesday week after it doesn't it doesn't work like that it's small little steps you don't just go from zero to 80 percent 
on Tuesday, you know? So it's just small little things like that to where it steps to get what you want to go. Because if you look too far, you'll get lost in the present. Yep. Yeah. What, one of our guests, actually, Greg Brooks uh, from LSU, he chatted a little bit about that, where it's like, live where your feet are. Because mm-hmm. so many times you get so caught up in like what's out there, especially as like, I think as an athlete and as an entrepreneur, because as an athlete, it's like, bro, I want all the accolades. I'm looking forward to the next contract. I'm looking forward to the big game, the prime time, X, Y, Z. And as an entrepreneur, it's like, you can see the vision, but on paper, like, bro, you're only bringing in a hundred grand a year. Right. But it's like, I know you think you have a million dollar business. Don't get too caught up. Like focus on today, execute today. And yeah. that's what's going to build like that sustainable future. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And another thing that I, I see people do all the time, you know, sometimes I do it as well, is um, you see how other people end up reaching their success. And only because that person made it that way doesn't mean it's going to work the exact, the exact same way for you. Mm-hmm. So that comes with business. You know, it comes with, you know, some people say they want to be a millionaire. So they see you know, a millionaire working, they're like, oh man, like I could just do that. And then they try it and they're like, oh, it don't work. Like <laughs> everybody's steps is not the same. You know, you have to find your own way. You can use some of the stuff that you end up seeing then implement it in your way, but you still have to have your own path. Facts, bro. It happens. It's happened a few times where I've had to like, kind of like check clients of mine where we're doing like some mentorship style stuff. And they're like, yeah, I'm just trying to get like you, man. And I'm like, bro, like, be you like max out who you are because that path is so much more beautiful than like trying to copy my path. You know what I mean? Like, and it won't work the same way. Like you and I have a different makeup, Like I've been through different things. I'm built in a different way than you, whether it's good or bad. Like you just got to grind through and push. And like, at the end of the day, like you said, just you have to be the best version of yourself every single day or else you'll never get there. Yeah. Um, so one thing that we started talking about when it, Kind of talking about like teammates, camaraderie, even like in the gym, right? You're kind of pushing your guys. One thing I like talking about on this podcast is culture. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're in a position where culture means a lot to you and it's highly respected. Can you talk about a little bit, um, talk a little bit about what culture has meant to you and like the role that it's played in your life, whether it's football, life, business, relationships, and what's a kind of culture that you want to be a part of? Yeah, so um, the way that I view culture is what what I put myself around and what I hang around. Um, I like to hang around people that have the same goals and being successful in whatever they do. It doesn't just have to be the football aspect, you know, like like you said, you know, in different ways. But I just like to hang around people that ends up having drive. You know, when they get up in the morning, they, they don't really need too much of a push. Some people need push, you know, certain days and everything. But I just I just love to surround myself with people that have that that energy towards of being great because sometimes you know it's hard every morning to end up (laughs) doing what you're doing 24 7 because some people don't like redundancy but redundancy can end up turning to permanent you know a lot of people say practice makes perfect i'm not really a crazy believer in that i'm I'm a believer in practice makes permanent because you're never going to be perfect in life like it's going to be issues that end up coming about and then you have to rearrange how you end up going about it but um, when it comes to culture, I'm one of those people to where I just like self-motivators. That's that's the main thing, whether, you know, in the football field, whether it's in business, whether it's in life. I love those people. And then even some people that's introverts that don't really like to, you know, talk to people as much. Those people are self-motivators, too. And some people just need to end up getting talked to about it to become something. 
you don't have to be a person that's self-motivated 24 seven. However, in order for you to be successful in whatever you want to do, you have to have some type of self-motivation. Yeah. Well, dude, the best advice, because I'm the same way. I, it's really hard for me to be around people who are not built that way. And I used to feel bad because I'd have friends I would like kind of hold on to that were that way. And someone finally told me that I, man, the people who aren't driven aren't worth driving. It's a waste of energy. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't just carry these people forever because they're not learning anything and it's taking all of my energy, like trying to move forward. You know what I'm saying? So finding the people, and I love how you said that. There's a lot of introverts that listen to this. Even my wife is super introverted, but she's also very, very disciplined. I tell her all the time, like, I think my, my favorite trait about her is her discipline. Like there, if she sets her mind towards doing something, it gets done. Like she doesn't need anybody to wake her up, have an alarm, tell her when to do it. Like it just gets done. And like, it, I think you said that perfectly. And I've never really thought about it or talked about it that way. Like, yeah, dude, like the introverts that are listening, like you don't have to be who you're not. I mean, being either extrovert or introverted, that's just a characteristic or like a trait. Like it doesn't impact your drive or anything like get stuff done. No, for sure. I agree agree with that. Love it, man. Um, Okay, so going back, right? You were super versatile when you played college, high school, all the sports, all the positions. And then when you transitioned to the league, it it became a specialist. Yeah, I understand you're still a DB, but like where you're making a lot of impact is like on the special team stuff. Is that fair to say? Yes. Right. And so, so like, and and when you made that transition of being like a specialist, how did you capitalize on that opportunity knowing that you have so much to offer the team, right? There's so much that you can do, but they only need you to do this today. How, how do you capitalize on that opportunity? So basically I was blessed enough to end up being in uh, college where college coaches were real, real, uh, made a real importance of special teams, whether it's punt, punt return, kickoff return, and kickoff and my father always told me he was like son you might not be the biggest but you know you need to learn how to catch punts and I'm talking about when I was four years old he was throwing the ball high in the sky I had to track it and catch the ball and everything like that but um I always took special teams real um been in a real deep dive um and making sure like what's going on how to read blocks like how to do all those things and everything and um when, whenever I ended up coming out of college, I knew that special teams is something that, you know, a team will want me to do. And I'm definitely down for it. Like I said, anyway, I can help the team. I'm doing it. So <laughs> that's just me as a person. And um, I just made sure I knew what to do and how to do it. That's that's the main thing. And whatever the organization needed me to do, I was down for it. Ten toes. Uh, Got to give kudos to my teammates because whenever it comes out there, you know, the team, the, the game of football is not just me out there. It's 10 other guys that's putting their life on the line to block for me. So I'm just happy to be a part of that, uh, part of that team and part of that uh, special teams group and everything like that. <laughs> well, you just said, right. It's all about that team, bro. I need you to take me back week 10, 84 yard game winning. Like, bro, that game was so crazy. Right. And then can you put us in your head? Can you try to help us like visualize this? I mean, this game was cold. It was gruesome. It was low scoring, great defensive battle. We're thinking that we're about to see overtime. And then lo and behold, this dude punts at 80. 
punts it all the way down to like the 20 to you. You get the ball. What are you thinking? Like before that, were you thinking, oh, I'm going to take this to the crib? Or were you just like, what, were, what was like the thought process before that play? Nah. Uh, so basically with the situation at hand, I was like, uh, I was thinking he was going to kick the ball out of bounds just off the fact of, all right, it could be a, a nice little kick. We kick it out That's of bounds. That's what we all thought. Yeah. I, thought <laughs> I called it a game. <laughs> so basically uh, I seen it and I was like, oh, I'm going to be able to, you know, return it. And of course he outpunted his coverage and everything. And then I ended up catching the ball and I ended up seeing my teammates and I just honestly just followed the wall. You know, they set it up so, so great and everything. And, you know, I was running and I actually seeing my boy uh, Jabril and <laughs> Jay Jones and they were looking at me and they gave me that look like, come on down this way. <laughs> so I ended up <laughs> following them and everything like that. And I was just, it was just a crazy experience just out the fact of how the game was going. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, just to, just to see that group, you know, putting it putting in that work day in, day out at practice and everything and just seeing it, you know, end up helping us win that game. So So how important is that now finding some parallels like just in life, right? Like you have your partners, like you're whether you're married or you're dating or you have brothers, sisters, coworkers, right? Business partners. There's some ugly games. There's some ugly days in business, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, dude, like if you're sticking it out that one play, like that's literally all it takes. That one play changed everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, what about that, like that preparation? Cause you just said, like you were thinking about like your boys in the trenches leading up to that. Like that's a special teams play that used to be like kind of written off. Right. But people don't realize that's 30% of the game. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like how important is it focusing like in your relationships, focusing on the things that might not seem big, that can actually lead up to like massive change. Yeah, so the main thing I would say is consistency. Um, like like you said, it's gonna be highs and lows. However, you know, you can't get too low and you can't get too high. It's just staying a level head, whether it's through, you know, the bad or through the good, just off the fact of you don't wanna end up having something happen and you just wanna call quits on something because you invested so much time into something. So, you know, whether that's a relationship or whether it's business and everything, just make sure, first off, put put 100% into something that you love. And once you end up doing that, like I said before, learn from your mistakes. Because people in business, people in life, they don't like the redundancy of mess ups. Because if you keep messing up as a business owner and everything like that, your business is not going to be there. If you keep messing up with your partner, your partner eventually going to get tired of it. You know, So mm-hmm. it's just one of those situations like, lock in, understand, ask questions. You know, what What did I do wrong in this right here? Like, that's as a player, ask that, you know, as a business owner that have other mentors, you know, hey, I had this situation pop up. How can I learn from this right here? What, did, what would you recommend? You know, asking those questions and gathering from a lot of people, you can end up having insight of, okay, I can end up changing this right here or doing this right here and everything. And even though you get opinions from different people, it doesn't mean that you have to do it that way, but it's great to have insight. Yeah. And it's always being coachable. Um, like if you can't be coachable, you'll never be great. Like ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, one thing that is really hard for people when it comes to scaling a business is delegating. They try to be like, have their hand in everything. Yeah. Um, can you kind of help talk about that? Like, have you seen this kind of in your life and business, football business, the music world, right? Like 
how important is it to delegate tasks to people on your team? Like I, I've been plugged into a couple of people on your team. You know what I mean? Like, like your personal team, like yeah. how important is it for each person to have a role one and know like crystal clear what their job is? Yeah. So basically I'm a busy person. So <laughs> that's the first oh, yeah. thing, uh, you know, football, uh, music, uh, a little bit in the entertainment industry, you know, just learning that. And I have, different people with different criterias of I have a manager for the football aspect. I have agents as well. Uh, I have a manager in the entertainment side as well with the, the music and everything. So it's just like, I could break it down like this. It's like doing a song. So I record my vocals, right? However, I could record it. I produce, produce the song as well. So I have a sample. I'll record the vocals and everything like that to it that I end up making the beat. So if you think about that, it's really like five to seven people that really do that in one setting. Mm -hmm. But I'm doing that all by myself. It's great that I know how to do it. However, for time situations and then also for using your connections and making things a little bit faster because you doing all the work 24-7, you can end up messing up somewhere. Uh, oh, I messed up on this vocal right here or I messed up on this production side right here. And then just having those different type of hands end up helping you out with different creativity, you know, or you might have not seen something in a certain way because always doing one thing with one mind can be so much at one time. So having those different minds that's great at one thing, then bringing them on to the team and then it was great on another one, bringing them onto the team ends up bringing more creativity to the table. Mm, yeah, I think that's the big piece is that creativity because – you're good at what you're good at and there's no reason that you should have to take on all the other things. Like I think of like when I'm running a business, it's like, I understand like the vision of what I, where I want it to go, but that doesn't mean that I need to go try to run the ads and try to do the marketing yeah. and try to do the sales and the customer service. It's like, mm -hmm. if I have the vision, I should be able to say, I need my tech guy. I need my marketing person. I need sales. Right. And you need to have everyone have their hat so that, you can be good at what you're good at. Yeah. And definitely know your weaknesses too. Because whenever you know your weaknesses, that's whenever you can end up looking for people or building relationships with people that are, are great in your weaknesses. Because then they can teach you and you're learning during the way of, uh, you know, anything that it is. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that that's super, super helpful, man. Um, one thing we haven't had a chance to talk about is a little bit of that career. Like what what drove you to want to get into music. I saw your setup and that thing's so clean. And it's like, what, what gave you that drive to like, yo, I want to produce music. I want to be an artist. And like, and then on top of that, where do you see it going? Like, what do you want to do with it? Yeah. So basically my father, he ended up having turntables a while back. Like whenever I was like four years old and he always used to have family friends come over. They used to mess around and record. My dad would have the, the MPC there and everything. And like I said, the turntables. And then eventually around like my junior year in high school, one of my uh, good friends, his name is Darius. He was like, uh, yeah, bro, I'm going to start producing. And I was like, man, my dad used to do that back in the day and everything. So he ended up having FL and everything. I was like, oh, okay, now I remember what this looked like. So I ended up uh, going back to my crib and I was like, let me go ahead and download Logic. So Logic is another doll that people record and produce in. So I ended up messing around with that. I started producing and I was like, nah, this, pro this production stuff is cool, but people like vocals. So I was like, I mean, I want to learn how to mix vocals and everything. So I ended up recording myself and learning how to do it. So 
It was not good at first. Nobody's just great <laughs> when it first come off at first. And I'm not, um, I'm not a singer. You know, I, I'm, I'm a big person on tonality. So I know how to make stuff sound good. I'm not trying to be a, a hard lyrical rapper, rapper or anything like that. Um, but it took days, you know, take days, months, you know, years and everything until I found my sound. And what I ended up doing was I dropped a, a album, my first album called Complications. And basically that was one of those situations to where I wanted to end up letting people know that I end up making music. Cause a lot of my friends were like, Hey bro, you need to drop this man. Like, this is great. But I'm such like, I'm so a perfectionist whenever it comes to the music stuff, like right on dial. Like yeah. I gotta know when it's coming in 24 seven, you know, EQ, ear candy, all types of stuff. So whenever that ended up coming about, I ended up dropping my single not too long ago um, called make it right. And I was a big hip hop and R&B person, which I still am. However, I'm big on vibes. Like I love whenever the song comes on, it's no vocals before and people are like interested, like, mm -hmm. whoa, like where this is about to go and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going kind of on a retro vibe on the Make It Right song. A uh, person that kind of helped me out with with that of uh, whenever I was listening to it and I was like, man, like I kind of want to make something like that. So was The weekend. The weekend. he ends up having that retro feel to it but has a futuristic sound. Like it still has the sound wave and synth wave and everything like that. But it's how he puts it together. It's pretty, it's pretty good. So I ended up listening to that and trying to implement some of that feeling to it and then having that bounce. So I started listening to different music, funk music, alternative R&B, alternative soul, like listening to those type of things. And I don't really have a genre that I specifically stay in because this production side of me, like I love whenever drums hit hard and the melodies moving all over the place and everything. Like it's just, it's great because music bring people together, whether they speak different languages, it don't matter. Like when people end up hearing the beat, they know the rhythm, you know? So it's just one of those situations that I love to end up making. And where I see myself, I'm honestly just putting out music that people love, you know, whether I like it or the other people like it, you know, the fans. Um, it's not to where I'm like, oh, I want to go, win a Grammy or something like if it comes then I would love you know to happen but yeah. it's not to where I'm I'm just trying to build relationships and make good music honestly because that's my that's my thing that I like to do other than football so when football is going on I'm not doing it but in the off season I'm diving deep into it I mean dive deep into it and just making different vibes it's, it's just fun to do because it's all about trial and error when it comes to this music stuff so you try something oh it don't sound good let me try something else so <laughs> it's just like that and honestly a lot of people you know end up hearing about it and they're like oh you make music but i have to tell people like nah i really do this music stuff like <laughs> let me do it and i'm not, not really about it I yeah play, i don't play any instruments or anything like yeah. It's just I know how to manipulate things. And also, I collab with people. Like, I'm not one of those people that feel like I do it all by myself. I can, yeah. however. Like, let's make it easy on each other. Let's build connections with people. And, yeah. And not have that that selfish, you know, hey, I could do it all by myself. I can, but I'm not going to do all that and everything. Yeah, but. it's like, why? You know what I mean? It's it, yeah. like alone, you can go fast, but together you can go far. And it's like, why? Yeah. Why do it by yourself, you know, win with other people? One thing that you told me this last week that like really was interesting, um, you own all the rights to your stuff, right? Yeah. Like that, that was so savvy, right? Because now when we're talking about doing like potential marketing deals, like you can play your music and you don't got to worry about paying anybody. You don't got to worry yeah. about like, 
the red tape of like jumping through hoops and getting stuff approved. It's like, no, this is like, this is mine. Yeah. So the big thing about that is like, uh, so it's certain songs that would just honestly like be mine, but anybody that I end up collabing with, I always like to have a great relationship with them, whether it's, you know, I don't like it to be, oh, I'm trying to get in touch with one person and I can't get in touch with them. Like that's, that's the worst feeling as an artist in general, whenever you're trying to put music out, but you got to wait until the contracts, right. And everything. So whenever it comes down to like the masters and everything, I own all of it. I'm not signing anyone. Um, I don't plan on being signed to anyone whenever it comes to the music <laughs> side of it because I don't want to be pressed for having to have three albums in one year. Like, nah. I have a whole other job. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so it's like it's like one of those situations. It's, it's a great hobby, um, stress reliever. You know, uh, and then also whenever it comes down to the situation, I know contracts as well, so that helps me out on the situation of people putting contracts in my face because I've seen it from the entertainment side. And then I've seen it also from the football side. So some people, you know, be signing stuff and they don't know what's going on, but like, I know. Hi bro. They said the terms and conditions, you got to read this. (laughs) Yeah. So of course I got an attorney and everything, but like, it's just, it's great to know what's going on and not just signing, you know, your life away and everything like that. So that's, that's so like underrated, undervalued, like, I don't care if you want to delegate things for the sake of time, but bro, until you know it inside and out, do not delegate it because how do you know how to correct it? How do you know how to coach it? And if you don't know how to read a contract, don't just pay someone to do it. If you don't know your finances, don't just pay someone to manage it. That's how you lose. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're, if you're ignorant to it, like how you know when it's off, you know what I'm saying? So like whether it's getting into QuickBooks as a business professional or even like, Bro, even if you're doing special teams, you got to learn. You got to know what everyone else is doing, like the blocking scheme, everything. You have to know everyone's role, and then you perfect your own. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, dude, maybe uh, maybe we get you to mix up something uh, for like the intro for the podcast. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, man. I actually be <laughs> down for that, man. Like that's one of those situations. Like even if it's an instrumental or whatever, like transition role. Like just just let me know because I got songs so that I definitely try to get for commercial purposes and sync purposes you know that's a different world right there like (laughs) that's one of those situations you got to be connected with some people but like i said i'm just trying to connect with people and also build with artists you know there's certain people that i definitely want to end up working with like drake the weekend doja cat like it's a whole bunch of people that i mean if it comes it comes but like i definitely would like to pick their brain and see how they analyze different things yeah, those are there's just some minds that you just have to get into. You yeah. Know? Before, we, before we pass, it's like, man, I want to know what goes on in this dude's head, like on a daily basis. <laughs> no, nah, for sure. Um. Well, man, this this has been such an awesome episode. I think there's so much value in this. Um. I always every time we sign off, I give you a couple of minutes to just direct your comments and your thoughts directly to the entrepreneurs, the agents, the football players, you know, the people that are listening to this podcast, the kids, the vets, like you name it. Mm-hmm. What is just kind of your little sign off moment? What is some advice that you could leave behind that anybody listening could take into this week and start implementing into life? Yeah. The main thing that I would like to say to everyone is whenever you got your mind on something like, drive and make sure that you give 110% to it. Um, If it's something that you love, you know, there's going to be loved ones, you know, friends that might look at you crazy, but they'll look at you crazy whenever you end up being positive and benefit from it as well. So (laughs) it's just one of those situations. Watch who you have in your circle. 
because um, some people can be cancers to you. Um, and just make sure you keep your head down and just, you know, make sure you connect with the right people and don't be scared to ask questions because there's a lot of people that's grown that's, you know, 40, 50 years old that's, that's scared to ask questions as well. But, you know, by you asking questions shows that you care and that you like to learn. And don't ever feel like that you know everything because nobody knows everything. <laughs> Love it, man. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, to echo that, never, ever stop learning. Until you die, never stop learning. Pick up a book every single day. 10 minutes, 10 pages, it doesn't matter, right? We got, you got a ton of time. Like, Take time to develop your learning, invest in yourself, and make it happen. Uh, Marcus, thank you so much. Real pleasure having you on the podcast, man. We really appreciate your time. For sure. Thanks. Okay. All right. All right.